What time is it? Oh, hello. Welcome to Improv O'Clock with the makeup artists. I'm Gareth. The only person reading a script in this podcast is me, because it's not going to read itself, is it? The rest of this lot will be dangerously off script. They are Harvey, Jim, Josh, Lauren, Rob and Shah. For those with a more delicate ear, the language used by the aforementioned could be considered to be less than proper, so don't say you weren't warned. Now we enter a section of the podcast called Questions O'Clock. I will ask this lot the questions they are too scared to ask on PMQs. This week's questions are taken from a forum for a popular role-playing game. Jim, what songs can I get my gnome bard to sing? Uh, Every gnome bard knows exactly four sea shanties and uh, the entire back catalogue of Iron Maiden. (laughs) That sounds like uh, first-hand knowledge there. Harvey... Does animal friendship work on a swarm of animal? Uh, depends on the animals that are swarming and the friendship of the animals as well. Um, if you have a friendship of a cat and dog, they can beat a swarm of mice, but they can't beat a swarm of bees. Um, and a friendship of a bee and a wasp can't beat um, anything. And um, that's about it. <laughs> sure. My party has just kidnapped an artificer and stuffed him in his own bag. How long before he suffocates? Around 12. 12. Shah <laughs> <laughs> really is the master of one or two word answers to these questions. <laughs> Rob, which is better, vicious mockery or thunderclap? I'm not going to lie, I... Um put my headphones to um, the point where I could hear you and it just went unmuted and I all heard was clap and I was like oh yeah that one clap clap big <laughs> fan of um, clap I love the clap we'll take, um, if you roll a six we'll take that you get the clap <laughs> we'll take that again <laughs> if you roll a six you get the clap <laughs> mind me never to play snakes and ladders with you <laughs> Rob, which is better, vicious mockery or thunderclap? I'm going to say vicious mockery um, because the other one, I've got a stamina and I would struggle all to go and say. That's a good, it's a good point. Uh, Lauren, how'd so many zombies get in here? Probably left the door open. Yeah, that's fair. That's pretty fair. And Josh, why is a giant elk stealthier than a rat? Um, because the giant elk wears pillows on his feet. A rat, as we always know, likes to wear crocs or clogs. Two of, I think we can agree, the loudest shoes <laughs> known to man. I don't know. I reckon a pair of moccasins that like someone who's doing Morris they're dancing, real. they're going to be the here loudest. with the moccasin talk, right? <laughs> moccasins is basically a bit of felt. Yeah, but if they got bells on them, like they're being worn by a Morris dancer, that's a loud-ass shoe. It is, but look, Morris dancers don't exist in the world of Dungeons & Dragons. They've all been eaten by angry orcs. That's what you say. There's no bells on shoes. (laughs) I'm going to write a Morris dancing... I don't know what character. Paladin. That that would be the shittiest Morris dancing paladin. (laughs) Now it's time to play a few games. The scene prompts have not been seen by these guys, so everything they say will be made up. 
In our first game, Party Guests, Shah will be hosting a party. One by one the guests will arrive, but these guests are weird. These guests are Rob, Josh and Harvey. When Shah has guessed what is making them weird, they will leave the party. Shah, can you mute us please? Okay, uh, Shah, can you hear us? I'm going to say that's a no. Rob, you can only speak in a varied series of incoherent noises. Josh, you are as many Star Wars characters as is possible. And uh, Harvey, you are waging a lifelong war against a killer shark. So um, let's get Adam Shah back. Right, Shah, start the party. Ah, what a lovely evening to have a party. The drinks are cool, the pool is warm, and the women are sexy. Let's go. Oh, hello. Uh, can I come? Can, uh, please, can, can, uh, can I? Please. Look, you weren't meant to take any cat before you got to the party. Save some for the rest of us. Right, I'm going to leave that guy there. Hello? Who are you? General Kenobi! You're a bold one! Where are the snacks? Oh, God. Who invited the weird kid? Mmm! Eat all the pretzels, I will! You better not eat all my fucking pretzels. Oh, God, I can't take any more of this. Hello? Is he here? Is he here yet? No, he's not here yet. Good. Good. We've got time to plan. We've got time to plan. Who are we waiting for? Am Am I meant to know who we're waiting for? You don't know? This war has been waging for years. Years it's taken off my life and you don't know who he is. I'm sorry, man. I just I just want to have a couple of beers, you know, have a good time. I need to go sort that other guy out, though, because he seems like he's had a bit too much already. Look, I'm, I'm going to need you to chill the fuck out or get the fuck out. I'm just going to go check in on my friend Josh just to see if he's okay. Look, for the rest of us. I don't know what the fuck you just said, but I understood Adam Shah, and that's all that matters. Um, are you okay, Harvey? Have you figured out who, who are you gonna? Are you ready to tell me who we're waiting for? I'm really sorry, I forgot. I think after all this time, I finally got the plan down. This is gonna all be right. it. This is gonna be the end. The whole of my life's work is in this one moment. So you better pull yourself together and you get ready for this moment because I've been waiting my whole life for this. Da-na, da-na. He's coming. He's coming. You better be prepared. Right, when, you, when okay. you know who they are, Shah, you can guess who they are and then leave. Uh, okay, so, um, Josh, are you there? Hello? Hey there, pretty lady. Josh, I think that you are all of the characters in Star Wars. <laughs> yes, I am. Josh, you can leave the party. All right, I better go check in on, on, on Rob. Hey, Rob. Skitty pop, pop, pop. Skitty pop, pop, pop. And... You... Are you film music as a concept? 
Oh no. <laughs> I better go check in on David Attenborough, who has some sort of weird vendetta against someone and is plotting. Not David Attenborough, but he does have a vendetta against him. We're going to beat this guy or something. Take him down. He's coming. Watch out. He's coming through the water, Shah. You better get ready. Is it? Is he? Does he hate the shark from Jaws? Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harvey, you can leave the party. And now we're back to Rob. Rob. Is Rob. Is Rob just Rob at his like at the end of his tether when it's all gone to pot? I mean, essentially, <laughs> he can only speak in a varied series of incoherent <laughs> music. As a concept, was clearly yeah, way up. It was because <laughs> he started doing the Jaws oh, theme at one what point. What a mistake of the Jaws thing! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, like, Rob made some stellar noises there. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I literally, uh, I, I think he should get the point because, um, yeah, he is correct. I was at the end of my tether, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it. What time is it? Improv o'clock. The second game today is a game called Styles. This is a game for Josh and Harvey. At intervals, I will freeze and change the style of the scene, and these two will adapt to that. It's a simple enough game, let's jump straight in. In this game, you are chefs prepping ingredients for a busy dinner shift. Ah, oh, you got the hors d'oeuvres ready, Josh? Leave me alone, I'm just finishing chopping these carrots. Oh, this is going to be a busy one, half. Oh, you've got the carrots, I've got the garlic, I've got the onions. Perfect, onion, garlic, carrot. Our special. Oh. Freeze. Jeremy Kyle. Listen to me. This is the Jeremy Cow Show, and I'm in charge, all right? Sit down. Now, we gave that carrot a paternity test, and we need to know if you're the father or not. <laughs> what have you got to say for yourself? Uh, I do not know if I fathered this carrot or not. There has been many a times where I have laid with many a different carrot. That's right. You're a disgrace, and you need to bring your, put your act together. Freeze. Horror. Ah! What? The carrot! It lives! <laughs> I need to get out of here. Chopped that carrot up five minutes ago, and there it is, walking towards us with the steak knife. Josh, Quick. what do we do? I don't know, but it's pushing us towards the freezer, and I don't want to die a cold death. Freeze. Harvey's clearly committing to an accident <laughs> just all the way through. I mean, all chefs are French, aren't they? So that's what we're going for. Sounds Romanian to me. <laughs> <laughs> Teen cheerleader film. Let's go, Harvey. Make the orders. First, you pick up the garlic. Go. Thank you, Josh. I pick up the garlic now. You. <laughs> the carrot. <laughs> You've gotta slot up the onions. Go, Freeze. Harvey. <laughs> That was a mess. Oh. <laughs> now we know why French cheerleaders don't exist, because it's hard <laughs> for cheerleading French accents. Teen cheerleader horror. Oh my god, Harvey. Put the onion down. It doesn't need to be this way. Put the onion down. Josh, you can do it, Josh. I don't want to do it, Harvey. I don't want to kill the onion. 
I'm a good girl. I just want to cheerlead and go into summer camps. Freeze. Wild West. Oh, you best put that on you down before I check out my six-shooter and fill you with lead. Oh, Josh, why would you do such a thing? Why don't we just what sit here? What damn accent is that? I don't care about you. If you get in my way, I'm going to pump you full of hot uh, metal. Let me tie up my horse, and then I'll come deal with you. I'm going to steal that horse of yours. Freeze. Wild West teen cheerleader horror. Listen here, boy. Stick him up and give me an A. A. I'll give me a B. B. I'll give me a carrot. Here's your carrot, Josh. Thank you, boy. Get in that fridge. Your life depends on it. And scene. <laughs> oh. Give me an A, give me a B, give me a carrot. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ab carrot. That is the title of the episode. <laughs> Almost definitely. I realised I wasn't spelling anything when I got to B, and I was like, shit, this is just the alphabet. <laughs> so I just <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> And now we're going to play a game called Press Conference. Three improvisers will be reporters keen to get the scoop from the interviewee, but the catch is that they are the only one who doesn't know why they're being questioned. At the end of this interview, the interviewee will try to guess who, why they're famous. Asking the questions will be Shah, Jim and Lauren. Rob, can you mute us, please? Potentially, if I can work out how to use my phone. But yeah. So I think you've muted yourself. Can you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just take off your headphones. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I hadn't. I'd muted myself. Yeah, we were that um, out. <laughs> right, um, okay, uh, Rob, can you hear us? <laughs> what a fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rob is the first pope to go to. Oh I'm my really god! Struggling um, because um, I, I, I. I didn't mute myself and I, I, I try that one more time just go okay rob okay. can you mute yourself and yeah yeah do it from that point all right i'm sorry apologies <coughs> rob can you mute yourself please oh mute us yeah even. of course mate easy no drop <laughs> <laughs> rob is the first pope to go to the moon so um just Trying to get Rob's attention again. Okay, Rob, so you didn't hear any of that, correct? I did not hear anything, no. Excellent, okay. Welcome back to Radio Didcart. We have a very special guest here today. Hello, uh, Rob, how are you doing? Wagwan, how's it going? You all right? Thank you. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, doing all right, yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, so, uh, do we have any questions for Rob? I've just got I've a got quick one. question. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to jump in here. Like I always do. Apologies, Shah. Uh, what name did you take when you took office? Um, I think it was Skinny Hobo Joe. Um, I think that's what <laughs> I, <was> at. <laughs> I think that's the name <laughs> I adopted at that point. I've got a question for you. Skinny Hobo Joe. Fantastic name, by the way. You seem to be using a fair few colloquialisms. How does it feel to be the first of your kind to be down with the kids? Um, I don't think 
you can say um, first of my kind for any, anything that's kind of racist or ageist or anything. So therefore, we're all people. So enjoy yourself um, and mind your own fucking business. All right. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> wow, that's a that's a beautiful message. I said bye. I'll see you later. Bye now. Yeah, um, in in ter- in terms of the gravity of the situation, how does it feel to be so important uh, to be doing what you've done? Oh, I'll tell you what. Um, it's almost like I'm a weightless, um, absolutely floating on air. So while you were out there, uh, were you kissing rings or were people kissing yours? Um, it's quite a strange one because um, you know I've been doing all this stuff. I've been quite famous, so I went from. Um, Having a little um, lips in on the um, rings out there. However, people are now firmly on mine. Could you just describe your papal responsibilities to me? I would do if I knew what that second word meant. (laughs) (laughs) What what responsibilities? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're laughing. I'm deadly serious. What does that mean? Tell me more. Oh, if I, I, I wait, I'm remember... holding the interview. There. Also, can can I just say I remember um, previously um, listening to one of your previous interviews where you said you would quite happily go naked in a school. So therefore, I don't think you've got a place to go and speak or buy responsibilities. <laughs> so next question, please. That's it's a call so... back to the people. You're this isn't welcome. really a question um, as much as just a statement. It's just so nice to hear you pontificate. Yep, I completely agree. Hunting in Cambridge is my favourite activity. <laughs> um, so therefore, um, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Um, that's my <laughs> final remarks on that note. Thank you very much. I just, I think, I think we've got time for maybe for one final question. So I'm going to say it. Um, what did you do with the hat? Um, ba- basically, I left the hat on because, as a great man once said, you can leave your hat on. Um, as he starts slowly stripping away everything else. And I've taken that to heart. So therefore, you can leave your hat on. Um, However, everything else must come off, including your socks, especially when you're making love to your sweet wife. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, Rob, what do you think you are? Oh mate, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I lost track of that. I was just having a good time. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna say I am an astronaut um, that had been to Saturn, and, and you know, as um, Frank Sinatra once said, and I had um, danced amongst the stars. Okay, so you you got part of it. Um, you were the first pope to go to the moon. I did not get pope from any point in that. Um, did I miss any? Uh, key what did points? you do with the hat? <laughs> So pontificate. Yeah, there was see, rings. The, the issue is out of those words, I understood hat. <laughs> Thing is, I was gonna ask I was gonna ask you about your flock, but then I was like, oh no, that's too obvious. It wouldn't be, okay, I think I was a shepherd. Maybe I was Jesus. Yeah, yeah I'd have got shepherd from flock. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I, cheers, Pete. At one point I very nearly just named dropped the bishop of christianity and i'm now thinking maybe that wouldn't have been too obvious <laughs> no i don't think that would have been i just I'm... want to say like it was a great honor pope skinny hobo joe <laughs> <laughs> the first of your name but it was so interesting that he's married as well <laughs> he really is one of a kind yeah he is to god <laughs>
his wife who he strips off for. <laughs> you got to take your socks off for God, guys. You got to take your socks off for God. You are welcome. But the hat stays on. You're still listening to Improv O'Clock with the makeup artists. Aren't they a lovely bunch? And just as the sea ebbs away at the coast, so do I ebb away at the performer's collective patience. But before we depart, we just about have time for a discussion. This lot have proven that they will argue about anything, and they are now going to prove that by answering this question. What is the most useless superpower? Aquaman. Just That's not a power! Well, well, whatever his fucking powers are, he's shit, isn't he? So, <laughs> you came Sorry, in so I've been, strongly I've been like this the up. right answer. Yeah, you know what, Josh? This has been playing on my mind for a long time. I hate Aquaman, and I'm not afraid to admit it. You're taking the piss with that, Shah. Aquaman, and I, I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to start now, right? No. Aquaman is the, the... What do you mean, no, Lauren? I'm going to have to do this. Aquaman is the, the lord of the sea. He therefore controls uh, water. He can, he can control any form of... Just like uh, some can control air and some can control fire. Uh, granted, that is uh, the Avatar stuff. Um, <laughs> he controls uh, molecules of water. He uh, can communicate with all... Uh, uh, marine life. He can communicate with. Oh, that's going to help in a big battle with Thanos, isn't it? Fucking hey, it, dolphins, come over here and help me. Shit. It surprisingly does yeah. because obviously the sea is much bigger than the Earth. Yeah, to be fair, he can flood that shit. Um, yeah, can exactly. I also just go yeah, and say the, floods, the, and he causes the, the bit I really loved about that is the fact that jo- um, that George, as I call you, your name's not fucking George. What's what's your name? Jim. Jim. George, classic George. I don't even know a George. George, um, when it said that he is the Lord of the Sea, um, he, he he's not the Lord of the Sea. He's actually um, the God of the Sea. But also, it just reminded me of Lord of the Gods. Um, so that took me on a completely different direction. But off what you went, went and said in the fact that um, he controls everything in the ocean i want to take you back to one episode of the program misfits and there was a there was a guy that could go and control milk and dairy with his mind <laughs> that is the most pointless if That's you don't like aquaman because you know he's like oh yeah because um nobody likes the fact that you can control the ocean and the water if you can control milk you're fucked all you can do is make a cow's udders jiggle that's about as good as as it gets. So but that is the get, most pointless superpower. If you control milk, can you make it fire out of a cow's udder? Because then you can have an army of cows <laughs> that fire milk at people. How fast is the milk coming out of the udders is the question. Well, I, Enough I, to I, I, could, a man. I guess if, if you can control milk, then you can make it go at whatever speed you want. So Also, udders naturally milk, point downwards. So they just go upwards. Stand the cows up. <laughs> You just have these levitating cows powered by jets of milk. Yes. Or or you stand (laughs) the cows on their two back legs and and they walk around so their others are facing forwards. I went down the fat route and was like, you can make some really good milkshakes with that then because then you could make the milk go round really quickly and make some really fit milkshakes. Yeah, yeah. But, But yeah, that's my belly talking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a superpower I want to see. <laughs> so I'm talking talk, that's stomach. a superpower. <laughs> yeah. I think Mars a fairly bar, useless please. a fairly useless superpower would be able to detect 
deposits of bismuth in the earth. Uh, not do anything with it, just know it's there. Um, <laughs> you could you could call yourself risky bismuth. Um, can can I just get a little bit deep on this? Right, the most point of superpower, immortality. Because what's the fucking point if you're gonna live forever? Right. Mm. What's, what, so what's true. Pray, preach it. Preach it, brother. Preach, preach to a uh, Pope Skinny Jim wherever <laughs> I went, 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 and said, I tell you now, immortality, pointless. What are you going to enjoy? What are you going to enjoy? Birthday card from your mate, Susan. No one gives a fuck. You're going to live forever. There's going to be thousands of, of, of them. Fuck you, Susan, and your five pound. That's all I'm going to say. Don't enjoy nothing. Then you, but then you could see... You'd see so much, you know, you'd see the development of humanity even further than what you've already seen. And also, if you're like me and you have, like, terrible existential crises all the time, having an immortality would be quite nice. Yeah. But I, at the same I, time, what if, what if you get older and, like, you live forever, however, your body still depletes? Therefore, you go blind, you go deaf, you go anything else, and you just live in forever in a bubble. The, the other day, I actually developed, like... To bounce off of Shah, I, I've developed a sense of existential FOMO in the sense that I've realised that there's just going to be so much in the future that I'm never going to live through. Uh, so to live forever would would just completely negate that existential FOMO, fear of missing out. Now I'm just completely aware that there's going to be so much I'll never, I'll never see. And I, I want at to. The same, at the same time... I'll... At the same time, I got past that massively when Busted released their fourth album. At that point, I was like, right, I'm not, I've, I'm not going to miss anything that's coming out in the future because a lot of it's going to be shit. So therefore, in fairness, I take it back in. They are going to be releasing their what? seventh album. It's going to go triple platinum. At that point, fucking yeah. pointless. <laughs> They've already told us this. It's fucking pointless. Right, back to the comedy or route. There's a super superhero called oh, Squirrel no. Girl and Gambit Squirrel who likes to throw playing Girl. cards. And Gambit, who throws playing cards. What the fuck's the point of that? He's, so, he's only, so Gambit... He's only got 52 points. He's only got, he's only got, only got 52 shots. And Gambit then, doesn't... What's he going to do? His power isn't exploding playing cards. It's making things that he touch explode. He just uses playing cards as the, the delivery device. He's shown that he can make other things explode. It's just he's very good at throwing playing cards. But why doesn't he do something easier? But why doesn't he go and use something easier, like little bits of a, a blue tack? Well, if you can make anything explode, that easy to go and throw them fucking playing cards. He's just showing off. He's a I'm not dickhead. sure Blue Tack was a thing when he was drawn. Well, like the playing every... cards were. Yeah, playing cards have been around for centuries. You can't get centuries. little bits of sticky clay. Someone go and Google when Blue Tack was invented. I would I vote I need to find wager 1921. Then can he use like a, you know... Because they still do like use make stingers, so you get a rubber band and then you get a tiny piece of paper and then you sting it. Yeah, so you can show. have something that small with a rubber band and then make them explode. And, and no one sees that in. Surely, if he's going to choose pub games and household games, why has he chosen a deck of cards rather than darts? Because they're actually pointy, <laughs> they're actually designed to fly and might actually help a little bit more. Why doesn't he just throw a hot roulette table at them? <laughs> well, I mean, you can't go nice roulette town everywhere, can you? Darts are Just at least easy quickly with three separate things. One, Blue Tack 1969. Two, 
You cannot die from eating blue tack, as it's a non-toxic, <laughs> non-harmful substance and will not cause any problems if swallowed, only mild That's discomfort. Good. And three, a pack of playing cards is easy to, to always have on you at any one time, and you've got 52 separate things, and it's only that big. If you're However, carrying around more than uh, three uh, uh, darts at any one time, that's already bigger than, than that. I bet, though, if I'm I wore a big coat... That big coat. If, yeah, if I wore a big coat, like them ones with the watches on, that you see all the... the oh, yeah. Have, right? I could have more than mm. 52 darts in there. And I've I just got an image of how, how dangerous Phil the Power Taylor could be. Just walking down the street, just yeah. whipping out dark, exploding everything. I, I think the most useless superpower. I think the most useless superpower would be uh, manipulating electricity because you can just do that working in a power station. Just go <laughs> yeah, work but... in a power station, or like on some on some train lines or something like that. Perfect, no problem. You need specialist equipment for that. Like static shock can just shock someone. He can use yeah, the power of electricity to make himself. I hover. could do that. All I need is a faulty wire and a bit of water. No or problem. Or go down a slide and then touch somebody. <laughs> faulty yeah, wire I'm saying and a bit of rain. Yeah. You need equipment <laughs> like like black lightning can just like redirect electricity. You don't need no could, faulty wire. Could do wires. that with a plug. No problem. Boom. Yeah, but I, I can't help but think. You know, when you're in bed and you want to turn off the light and you can't be asked to get up and out of bed, you can control electricity. You don't got to move. You need Alexa bulbs, mate. I'm going just, to. Sorry, Gareth. I'm just going to quickly, just quickly say something. I think the, the most useless superpower would have to be being able to only slightly undercook food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Why? glad. I'm so what glad. If you like your onions, we waited for that. Uh, <laughs> I do. And that's about enough for today. So say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. See ya. <laughs> bye. See you later. Why do we all sound like we're saying bye at a women's meeting or something? <laughs> oh, bye, uh, bye, Sandra. Bye. bye. I'm sorry. See you next week. We could, we could sound exciting, but we never do. Bye. And now the outro plays. What time is it? And that's all we have time for on this week's episode of Improv O'Clock. If you haven't already, then follow our socials at TMA Improv on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. While you're there, why not try sliding into our DMs with a completely random sentence or crazy story? And these might get used on a future podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next week for another edition of Improv O'Clock. Bye!